This episode is for my patients who are of Muslim faith that are going to be participating in Ramadan very soon. Now, if you've had bariatric surgery and are intending to fast, just know this episode will go through how to make sure that you get your nutrient needs in whilst also meeting your spiritual requirements. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. I'm your host, Saraya Nikwan, a weight loss surgery dietitian, and I am excited that you're here today. This podcast is for anyone struggling with nutrition and weight years after bariatric surgery. You might be feeling confused, overwhelmed, and not quite sure what your body needs after that first year post-op. This is where I can help you. Join me every week where you'll leave supported and motivated to take the next step in your nutrition journey. Thank you for being here with me today. Now let's get started. For those of you that don't observe Ramadan, Ramadan is a time of a spiritual cleansing, I guess you could call it. It's basically where we do not eat or drink during sunrise to sunset, so the daylight hours, to reach a spiritual connection with God. Now, there is many different types of fasting all around the world, particularly religious fasting, and they vary in different ways. So the Orthodox do a vegan fast, and then you have the Christians do a type of fast for Lent. Now, they're all very differing and different in the way that they're uh, you know executed but the way that Muslims executed is that they don't eat from sunrise to sunset now the fast starts at the start of the morning prayer and then it ends at the sunset so that's why you'll find Muslims you know being you know not eating during the day they don't even drink we don't even drink water and then breaking their fast once the sun sets now when you have bariatric surgery, obviously that limits the amount of food you can eat and it can make it more challenging to reach your nutrition needs after the surgery. So although the month of Ramadan is one of restriction, we don't want to be too restrictive in the way after the surgery that it's difficult to maintain your protein intake and your fluid intake. So I've come up with some strategies if you are of Muslim faith and you are fasting to make sure that you can reach your nutrient parameters. So it is important to wake up for sahur or the breakfast meal, which happens prior to the sunrise. So you do have to get up in the middle of the night, but having a small high protein breakfast meal with the goal to reach about 50% of your protein intake for the day will not only keep you full and satisfied for the remaining day of fasting, but help you reach 50% of your protein goals. Now I'm basing this on that minimum of 60 grams, but if you can get more, please get more. So a way you can do that is using a scoop of the sausage and spore powder made on 200 mils of skim milk and a scoop of protein powder. I put this one in which provides 49 grams of protein. That one will help someone who doesn't really eat breakfast and is not a sahur or breakfast eater. So that's more of a protein drink that you can have that almost provides 49 grams of protein. Another option is 100 grams of low-fat cottage cheese and a tin of tuna. That's 40 grams of protein. 100 grams of low-fat cottage cheese with some lemon rind and lemon juice mixed with a scoop of vanilla protein powder. That's 41 grams of protein. You might like to have some Greek yogurt with some chocolate protein powder and that'll be close to 30 to 40 grams of protein depending on the quantity of the protein powder. You might even like to just have the Rokeby Farms whole breakfast smoothie. Uh, and then you might add a scoop of tasteless whey protein into it. Cost price supplements from Morningside, they do sell a tasteless whey, which is halal because it's from, you know, dairy as opposed to the collagen, which is not. 
If you are a bigger breakfast eater, you could do a bowl of porridge made on skim milk with some protein powder. I've done that. Typically what I do for sahur is I have overnight oats and I put protein powder in it and I've got some good healthy fats in there like some peanut butter or chia seeds and a bit of fruit just to keep me full. It's very filling and I think it's got about 45 grams of protein but because I do get hungry quite often when I'm not fasting it does help me get through the day with a really strong breakfast. Another option is, is if you have leftovers, which we all have leftovers in Ramadan, is to eat, you know, 100 grams of that leftover protein with the vegetables. So that's for breakfast. Now, water is very challenging, obviously, during Ramadan because of the restriction during the day. Now, try to drink before you have your sahur, because then if you drink, then you might do some prayer, you might go back to sleep, then you wake up, have your sahur, then you will be able to tolerate it more. If you try to drink water after you've eaten, you'll find you get overfull and a bit sick. So it's always easier to drink first, but still leave that 30 minutes between finishing your drink and having your meal. Try to make sure that you add in a hydrolyte or an electrolyte tablet during that, you know, morning eating period or in the afternoon, in the evening, sorry, once you've broken your fast, because that'll help you replete the electrolytes much more quickly than if you were just drinking water. So I'm thinking hydrolyte here or a Powerade, you know, a glass of Powerade, something really easy to pick your sugar levels back up, but also give you that hydration that you need. Try to minimize the caffeine, and particularly prior to Ramadan starting, try to decrease your caffeine intake. That makes it much easier when you have the withdrawals. And once we get to iftar, which is the term that we use for breaking the fast, try not to go overboard with the snacks and the extras that we have on the table. Try to make sure you break your fast with, you know, a date or a glass of water. Again, trying to keep your best, you know, 15 minutes at least either side of the date and the water. I know you'll be thirsty. And then wait about, you know, 15 to 30 minutes and then have your meal, which is 50% of the plate or half the plate is a meat or meat alternative. Then the rest, vegetables and a small serve of those complex carbohydrates. Some people find that in Ramadan, soups are easier to get in. And there's a common soup in the Middle East or is it Africa that does a chickpea and lamb tagine type of soup. And that's quite nutritious because you've got the fluid, you've got the fiber from the chickpeas and you've got the protein from the lamb and extra vegetables in there as well. So consider having soups or more sloppy meals during Ramadan as it's easier to get your nutrients in. The last thing you need to focus on is your vitamins. So make sure you still take your vitamins, but you'll just have to move them to that early breakfast period and then later at night. If you do take the second multivitamin, let's say when you break your fast, then just make sure you're waiting two hours later to take that calcium tablet. Remember, calcium and iron, which is in the multi, don't mix. So keeping them separate will maximize the absorption. Now, it'll take some time to get into it, as it does with Ramadan, but once you get into it and you know the foods that you like and then know the foods that you actually tolerate, fasting should be easier, inshallah. So making sure that you are being consistent and still getting the protein in. You'll be much more well-nourished, much more focused, and much more you know, energized to complete the fast and do the extra acts of worship that you want to do in this month. I hope this was helpful. Reach out if you have any questions and I'll pop in my handout that goes with this um, podcast. To I'll pop this handout with all the suggestions in the link in bio so you should be able to access it. Now, I hope this was insightful for you if you are observing Ramadan and if you aren't um, observing Ramadan, I hope you learned something about fasting and how you might be able to incorporate some of these suggestions into a fast that you might like to do for your own personal reasons. 
As always, I look forward to chatting with you next week and let me know if you have any questions or concerns. Thank you for joining me on Reverse the Postdoc Regain podcast. If you would like to learn more about what I do, head to at the Bariatric Collective on Instagram or Facebook or visit us online at www.thebariatriccollective.com.au. I reach out if you need support reversing weight regain or anything related to bariatric surgery. I'd love to hear from you. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment to review the show if you found it helpful or share it with a few friends. I look forward to chatting with you next time.